Hey family, this is Josh Eggerson. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Faith Restored podcast. Faith Restored is a local church with a global mission to reach the lost and teach the found. And it's our hope that the word you're about to hear today encourages you, inspires you, and builds your faith. If you'd like to learn more about Faith Restored, you can visit us on our website at faithrestored.church. Now let's go live into this week's message. Psalm 119, verse 71, it says, it is good for me. Amen. If you would stand for the reading of God's word, I'm going to read one verse. I want to honor the author of the scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. That's just a good little stretch for y'all. I promise it's going to take like 15 seconds to read this verse. You're like, Lord Jesus, we got to stand up. Verse 71, it says, it is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. It is good for me that I was afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. Amen. Amen. I want to preach for a little while using as a subject the good word about the worst year ever. Amen. The good word about the worst year ever ever. Father, thank you for this time. Help us now in Jesus' name. Amen. The psalmist says, it is good for me that I was afflicted so that I may learn your statutes. Yeah. Um, Joe, bring the game down just a little bit in this microphone. Just a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I, um, if you watch my social media at all uh, here recently, it has been uh, captivated, controlled, permeated uh, with my son's journey uh, as a football player. Uh, my son, uh, this fall, we found out had a talent to play the game of football. We had never practiced with him before. We had never uh, taken him out before, but we found out somehow or another it was just in his blood, and he could play football. And uh, so I uh, began taking him out and training with him. And uh, one time I took him out to the practice field, and there was an older kid that was out there working with his father. He was probably about in the ninth grade, tenth grade. And... Uh, he says to his son, son, they weren't, you know, talking to me, so I wasn't trying to be all in their business. <laughs> uh, but he says to his son, he says, son, uh, your mom said that you didn't eat your vegetables that she put on your plate. And he said, well, dad, I didn't really feel like eating them and it was time to go. He says, son, you got to eat the vegetables. And he says, dad, I don't like eating the vegetables that mom cooks because they don't taste good. To me, he said, I'd rather just eat the meat. I don't want to eat any of the sides. And I felt him because I'm not really a side dish person myself. But he says, I didn't want to eat the vegetables because they didn't taste good. And I thought about that thing because my kids, too, struggle with eating their vegetables because they don't understand that although something may not taste the best to them in the moment, it is ultimately good for them in the end. 
that it, all, it does not taste good while it's going down, while you got to eat it, while you got to chew it. It doesn't taste good to you or smell good to you like the rest of the food tastes. It's probably the best food for you to eat. And whether we understand it or not, beloved, affliction in the lives of us as believers works like vegetables in the body of our children. God feeds us periods of affliction that may not taste good or feel good to us, but they are ultimately working for our good to bring us to the place where we are who it is that God is calling us to become. God uses affliction to get us to become who it is that he wants us to become because we can't become that person with just good days. If God just allowed good days to happen, if God just allowed everything to be all right, then you would not be able to withstand and to sustain everything that God is trying to take you into and trying to bring you through. God has to allow there to be some days in your life where you don't know how you're going to make it, some periods in your life where you don't understand how you're going to be able to pull through. God has to make it so there are times in your life where you don't know where to go and how to react and how to respond so that you can learn in those moments things about him that will help you in the future. Your trials are not random, but God allows the trials in your life to happen. He allows the bad things that you go through to happen so that you can learn something about him that the next time you go through, you'll be able to draw on that knowledge to bring you through the trial. And some of y'all Know that to be true in your own life. The reason why 2020 didn't drive you as crazy as it drove some of the people around you is because you have experience with God that teaches you that he can bring you through some of anything. As a matter of fact, if you look at your life, 2020 was not really the first bad year you've ever had. It may have been one of the worst years collectively we've had as a country. But if you're an African-American living in this yet-to-be United States of America, then you have to understand that this ain't the first year that we've had of a pandemic trying to kill us because before 2020 and coronavirus tried to kill us the police were trying to kill us violence in the community was trying to kill us they were trying to kill us economically they were killing us with food deserts they were killing us with poor education and mass incarceration and over policing and racial profiling and then all of a sudden when white folks started getting sick and dying it was a national pandemic but black folk and brown folk have been getting killed in more numbers than the coronavirus for the last 170 years in the United States. As a matter of fact, you were injecting black people with viruses in Tuskegee, Alabama and watching them die. Now all of a sudden black folk want to act like you're scared to come out and catch a breathing disease. God's been keeping you. And if you look back over your life, you should realize that you ain't even supposed to be here. You should even have your right mind. You should be having a nervous breakdown. You shouldn't have survived what you've gone through. But it's because because God allowed you to go through some stuff and you realize that it's not as bad as you thought it was. Yeah, God will give you the ability to understand your situation better because he takes you through periods of affliction. Yeah, God allows affliction so that you can learn something about him. Yeah, not, not, not really anything about yourself, right? Because God's going to allow you to learn about yourself over the course of time, but 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 there there has to be there has to be a period where God reveals himself to you and God chooses to reveal himself to you during the times where you feel like you can't make it. 
during the times where you feel like you're not able to adjust, during the times where you feel like you're not able to recover, that's when God decides to teach you something about himself. And that's really what the psalmist is telling us. This Psalm 119 is one of the longest psalms in the entire Bible, and it is a celebration of the word of God. The psalmist is declaring his love, his affinity, his affection, his dedication to the word and the law of God. And he spends all of Psalm 119 telling the Lord how wonderful his law is, how grateful he is for the law of the Lord. But then he gets to a period where he talks about how the law of the Lord is perfect and God had to use affliction, beloved, to teach him that the law was perfect. God help me. God had to allow the psalmist to go through hell and high water. Y'all not hearing me. Trial and tribulation, pain and problem to learn that the law of the Lord was better than anything that he could do and produce for himself. As a matter of fact, the psalmist is so convinced that the law of the Lord is better that he looks back over the course of his life at all of the things that he has to go through, all of the pain and the heartbreak and the heartache and the disappointment and all of the money problems and mental issues and relational difficulties that he's had to go through in his life. And the psalmist says something crazy in verse 71. He said, it was good for me. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks at everything that he had to go through, looks at everything that he had to deal with. He remembers the tears that it made him cry. He remembers the nights that he set up alone. He remembers the disappointment that he had to endure. And instead of complaining even more about the issue, the psalmist looks at his life and says, you know what? It was good for me. Yeah. And that's really, beloved, that's the good word for you about 2020. When you look back at everything that you had to go through in the last year, all of the problems that you had to deal with, all of the pain that you had to endure this year, God says that the word over your life for the worst year on record is that it was good for you. I know it didn't feel like it. I know you feel like you lost a lot. I know you feel like you're not going to be able to recover as quickly as you thought you would. But God said if you're still standing, then that means I've got purpose in it and if I've got purpose in it that means I've got purpose for it and if I've got purpose for it it has to work for your good so you should be able to look back over your life and say whatever I've gone through whatever I've dealt with it was good for me yeah yeah that's that's the testimony of your life every trial every struggle every argument with your spouse every disagreement with your co-workers every problem you have with your children every financial difficulty that you had to deal with you should be able to look back over your life and say it was good for me why was it good for me the psalmist gives us one clear answer he says that the affliction is good for me so that I might learn your statutes you have to understand now a statute or a law is something that creates boundaries that teach you how to act in a kingdom. Yeah. It teaches you the character of the government. As a matter of fact, a nation has no more character or morality than its laws. If a nation's laws are immoral and unjust, hello America, then the nation at its core has to be flawed and unjust. That's why, let me pause here parenthetically and insert, I don't understand how any Christian uh, could say that critical race theory is contradistinctive to the Bible because the truth of the matter is when you look at the American system and see that it is written in that same constitution that says all men are created equal, they take black men and call them three-fifths of a man. 
it is ingrained into the system of the government that black people are less than, right? Those are laws. Those are statutes. And the psalmist says, it is good that I was afflicted because it gave me an opportunity, hear me, to learn the statutes of the kingdom. It allowed me to learn how to operate in God's system. It taught me something necessary about the Lord. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? He's saying what I went through allowed me to understand some things about God. And really, that's your testimony for 2020. That 2020 allowed you to learn some things about the Lord. That what you went through, what you experienced, what you endured, allowed you to find out some things about God in a more real way than you've known them before. Because now, you, before you had only heard of them by the hearing of the ear, but now you've seen them for yourself. That's what Job said. After Job went through his problems, y'all know who Job is, right? The, 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 the most unfortunate man in all of scripture goes through the worst calamity of anybody in the Bible. But at the end of it all, he says, look, I had heard of you, God, by the hearing of the ear. But now after watching you work in my life, my eyes have seen you for myself. And that's what God wants you to see. That's what 2020 was for. God said, I want to give you a personal revelation of who I am. Yeah, if you trust me. During the trial of this year, I'm going to give you a personal revelation of who I am. So 2020, God used 2020. That's the good word about the worst year ever. That God used 2020 to teach us some things about himself. What did God teach us about himself? I got three things and I'm done. The first thing God teaches us about himself is that God recognizes and rewards obedience to his word during times of affliction. Yeah, that God recognizes and rewards obedience to his word during times of affliction. Now, I'm not going to press this like I really want to, um, but I, I'll just leave this here. I'm going to drop it and just leave it here and say 2020 really made you think about obedience to God. Yeah, 2020 was a year that made you really think through what it meant to be obedient to God. Because on one side, you've got what the Bible says, and then on the other side, you've got common sense, and then in front of you, you've got the virus, and behind you, you got people that's telling you if you stay at home, you ain't got no faith. 2020 really made you have to figure out what it meant to be obedient to God. You had to figure out what it meant to obey God. You had to really have a prayer life, a relationship with God, so that you could understand what it meant to be right with God and to be in compliance with his word. But if you were obedient in 2020, you have a testimony that says God not only saw your obedience, but rewarded you in the midst of your obedience. Because there are some people here that can say, I took some crazy risks in 2020. I did some stuff that defied natural wisdom. Uh, the pandemic was messing with my funds. I kept sowing. Uh, the pandemic was threatening my health. I kept doing my best to serve and do what I could do uh, and uh, mind social distancing, but still tried my best to do what God would have me to do. And you look at your life and you say, somehow I made it. My quality of life didn't 
even change a whole bunch. People were complaining about their hours were getting cut. My hours were getting cut, but didn't get cut off. I've been able to be sustained in this season because God sees and rewards obedience to his word during times of affliction. It is easy to obey God, beloved, when ain't nothing going wrong. It's, it's, it's easy to obey God when everybody obeying God and obeying God is the cool thing to do. But when obeying God conflicts with the culture, it's hard to obey God because as much as we want to obey God, we want people to like us. We want people to think well of us. We don't want people to say we're crazy and we're fanatics and we don't really believe in science and we just going up to that church and we don't know no better. We don't want nobody talking about us like that. But at the same time, we want to obey God. And we're caught in the middle. But God says, when you lay aside what you want for yourself and give me what I require of you, I will see that and I'll reward it. And there's somebody in the building, if you're not ashamed, you can testify that that's been your story during this pandemic. God has kept you because of obedience. Okay. So what did 2020 teach us about God? That God recognizes and rewards obedience to his word during times of affliction. Not only that, but the pandemic to, uh, 2020 teaches us that God's protection is not hindered by seasons of affliction. Yeah, that God's ability to protect you has nothing to do with how bad the world is tripping. That God's ability to take care of you has nothing to do with how crazy the White House is, has nothing to do with what military drama is going on around the world. God is not intimidated by the things that intimidate you. Yeah. God is not in panic over a pandemic. God is not tripping about the economy. God is not concerned about recession. Whether you get your stimulus or not, God says, I'm still going to provide for you. Yeah. And some of us need to stop tripping. I know we make Facebook statuses and we use memes and stuff, and it's funny. But we got to really be careful, Christians, how much we play up stimulus and all that stuff. Because everything you do sends a message about what you believe. And if you posting about, I'm waiting on my stimulus, I'm waiting on my stimulus, but you ain't said nothing about waiting on God and God keeping you before the stimulus, you sending a message that people think uh, that the government is responsible for sustaining you. When God says, I'm going to supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Can I tell you why God's riches and glory are better than a stimulus check? Because the stimulus check is backed by the resources of the American government. But the provision of God is backed by all of his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Y'all See, when the treasury runs out of money, your stimulus runs dry. They got to approve another one. They got to fight over the amount. But God says even when the U.S. economy runs dry and there is no more stimulus because there are some businesses that didn't get no PPP loan. They didn't get any economic aid, but somehow you're still in a business. God is still keeping you God is still sustaining and you found out that you've got a source that's bigger than the American government you're not waiting on a stimulus because you're already in touch with the stimulator you know the one that's able to make it exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think God's ability to protect you is not limited by your affliction it does not matter what kind of season you're in God's ability check this out married folk God's ability to hold your marriage together is not dependent upon how angry your spouse is with you. 
Things don't need to be at peace for God to say, peace, be still. Things don't have to be all right for God to make it all right. And 2020 showed you that God has the ability to come in and protect you and to provide you with peace. That does not make sense. Has anybody ever just looked at your life last year and said, you know what, for some reason I'm cool. I should be tripping. Like you thought you was going crazy, right? Because when stuff like this happened in the past, you'd be tripping. You'd be freaking out. But somehow or another, you're just watching TV. Everything's straight. You're scrolling on social media. Don't even know if anything is wrong, everything all right. Matter of fact, you start humming gospel songs. It's because God has been keeping you in the midst of affliction. He will give you peace in the midst of your storm. Y'all ain't hearing me. You think that you've got it together because you held it together. But if you held yourself together, you'd be able to hold the rest of your raggedy life together. God said the reason why your life ain't falling apart ain't because you good, but it's because I'm good. It's not because you're able, it's because I'm able. It's not because you got it covered, but it's because I got you covered. And I'm holding you in the palm of my hand. Okay. So what did 2020 teach us about God? It taught us that God recognizes and rewards obedience to his word. During seasons of affliction, it taught us that God's protection of his children is not hindered by my season of affliction. Then number three, and I'm done. 2020 taught us that if all I have is a word from the Lord, then that word is enough to get me through this season of affliction. Yeah. 2020 taught us, should have, that if all I have is a word from the Lord, then that word is enough to get me through the season of affliction. And some of us can be honest we took a word out of 2019 into 2020, and that word is the only thing that got us through. Yeah, the, 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 the belief in the promise of God that what I'm seeing right now is not what I'm always going to see. And that's how you get lost in despair. The devil tries to get you to think that the way things are right now, they're always going to be that way because they've always been that way and people have always behaved that way and why would they change now? But the devil is a liar. You've got to be able to declare that you've got a word from God that it's not going to end like this. And some of us got so low and so broken down and so disappointed in 2020 that we didn't have friends, we didn't have connections, some of us didn't have a job, we didn't have no unemployment coming in all we had was a promise from the Lord but somehow that promise from the Lord took us through early 2020 and brought us all the way through December and now you're sitting here after complaining about 2020 in 2021 and you don't have a praise to give God you must be outside your mind God says I brought you through another year because I want you to see that the word that I gave you was enough to bring you through he says look he, he says, look, he says, uh, it is good for me that I was afflicted so that I might learn your statutes. Then verse 72, he says, the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Look at what the psalmist is saying. He's saying, look, Lord, money is good. He, he's not diminishing 
the value of gold and silver. He's not saying gold and silver ain't important. As a matter of fact, he is putting emphasis on the value of gold and silver by using it as the comparative measure in the text. He's saying, look, gold and silver is great, but God, I found something that's better than gold and silver. He's saying money is good, Lord, but, but, but 2020, this season of affliction has taught me that there is something worth more than money, and that should be your testimony. This season taught you that there is something more precious than gold and silver. That there was something more precious than a promotion on your job, than a raise in your hourly wage, than, than, than something going in your bank account extra. It taught you that a word from the Lord is more valuable than gold and silver. Because gold and silver are resources. But the word of God is able to answer and speak to every situation of your life. As a matter of fact, money provides an answer for all things. But the word of God can answer all things. And he says, look, after what I went through, God, I found out that your word provides for me. That your word sustains me. That, 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 that your word is what brings me through. And the only way I could learn that, God, is because you made me go through the hard part of affliction. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it tastes. I didn't like the way that it felt. I didn't like the way that it made me feel while I was having to deal with all of the problems that you allowed into my life. But, God, you said that it was working for my good. And we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God. And who are the called according to his purpose. God says it's going to work for your good. I'm using it to work for your good. I'm taking the ugly, the uncomfortable, the bad situations, the 2020s of your life. Yeah, because to be honest, this ain't the first 2020. It's the first year 2020 we had. But it's not the only 2020-esque year that we've had. God's brought you through problems like this, but every time God brought you through, it made you better. And you ought to be able to shout. You ought to be able to praise God because what you went through set you up to be the best you that you can be. You ought to shout because God gave you something that while you were going through it, you did not see the benefit or the blessing of. But when you come out, you're able to see the blessing. Oh, okay. I, I understand why you're not shouting yet. Because I didn't tell you what happened with the boy and his daddy at the beginning of the message. So the boy says, Daddy, I don't like eating the vegetables that mama cooks. I'd rather just eat the meat, leave the sides for the rest of y'all. Because I don't like the way the vegetables taste. I told you the boy was about a freshman, sophomore. High school. Dad looked like an experienced coach, like he knew what he was doing. Dad looked at his son and said, son, uh, your brother just got that scholarship to college. And he said, yeah. And he says, I talked to your brother the other week, and he said that there were a lot of people there that could play well but they were falling behind because they didn't eat right. He says, 
All they wanted to do was eat snacks and drink caffeine and have soda and potato chips. And he said, but daddy, you and mom always raised me to eat healthy. And now I'm excelling because they might have more talent than me. But what you made me eat did something for me that puts me ahead of the competition. He said, and dad, I want to thank you for making me eat those vegetables because uh, when I was younger, I didn't appreciate those vegetables. But now when I look in the mirror and I examine my physique, I see that wasn't, what wasn't good to me was good for me. And the dad said to the younger brother, he says, I want you to go to school with that same kind of conviction that when talent does not show up, that nutrition will show up when talent don't. God help me. That you'll be able to look at your life and say that the reason why I look the way that I look, the reason why I uh, measure the way that I measure is because my father made me eat some stuff that in the moment was not good to me. But it was working for my good. And that's really all I wanted to tell you about 2020. That's the testimony that I want to leave you with today. God says whatever it is, it's working for your good. Whatever you're going through, however it looks, no matter how bad it is, it's working for your good. And that's not just the word for 2020. That's the word for the rest of your life. As a matter of fact, James says... Count it all joy, my brothers, when you come under trials of various kinds. Why? Because the trying of your faith is going to produce patience and let patience have its perfect work so that you might be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's the testimony about 2020. You got to stop looking back at it and thinking about all of the things and all of the people and all of the stuff that we lost. And you've got to learn how to give God praise because it made you better. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the testimony. It, it made you better. It helped you. Helped you to become who it is that God is calling you to be. Stand to your feet.